Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Wednesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7, home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, uh, knuckleheads, is that if you want to get involved with us here this afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, there's only one way to do so, and that, of course, is on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler at DaBody52. DaBody. What's good, cousin? Man, I'm just enjoying your intro as always. Man, things just feel back to normal when we're in here on a Wednesday yep. at noon, and you're dropping off like that, man. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely and I like how you love it. I like how you gave my Wednesday a beautiful Wednesday moniker as well. You know, usually you're not an overcast guy. I am. I like this type of No, this is great. You know, this this is this is me right here. We're getting to that fall weather. It's it's yeah. warm enough that we can still wear shorts uh-huh. and t-shirts, but it's not so hot that we're like sweating walking from the car Correct. to the elevator. And that right there <laughs> is the, that's the that's balance victory. that we're trying to strike, baby. Oh, and then that's man. what you get quite often in September and October. Yeah, I love this time of year weather-wise. I think it's going to translate very nicely into a beautiful weekend of football. B-E-A-U-tiful. You know what? Can you let me chase the uh, the, the shiny silver object here for if a second? If you're not chasing it, what are we doing, man? I can't wait for Like, it's Wednesday. It's a, uh, hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is? It's a Wednesday. Shout out to El Bell. <laughs> I am so excited for this weekend. Me too. It's a big football weekend. All right, Saturday. I'm going to be up early. I'm going to be driving those country roads down to Morgantown. Take me home. WVU versus Virginia Tech. Oh, mm-hmm. Motsi, the top 15 ranked Hokies hey, coming to Morgantown. Hey, 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 and I'm throwing it out there now. I don't like anything about Virginia Tech, so I I'm definitely it. rooting I for WVU. I know you're with my Mountaineers. Hey, hey, no, no question, all right? First time in 16 years that Virginia Tech has come to Morgantown. Oh, yeah. We want all the I smoke. I was a freshman in high we school. We want all the smoke. I was a freshman in high school. Pat White and Steve Slayton were freshmen at WVU. We want all the smoke. <laughs> the last Go time years. Virginia Tech came to Morgantown, so I can't wait for that one. It's a noon game, so I'll be leaving here at like 630 to get down there to tailgate, all that stuff. Go and, ears. And then the next day, Steelers home opener, terrible tailgate. Well. Arthur Motes. Well. Red, red light. Right. 5A. Look for the right flag. The right there with the boys. That's how that's going down. Oh, yeah. And then Sunday morning, I'm going to be up again for some football and uh, and getting in, getting it in with my partner in them. Man, it's going to be a blast. At the terrible tailgate. It's going tailgate. to be a blast. You know, that's probably a good way to transition this back into the Steelers. We have had a lot of people over the last few years who have asked us, when can we meet you guys? Can mm-hmm. we tailgate? Can we say hello? 
all this. Well, Motsu, we know last year was thrown into flux, obviously. The unprecedented times. Whoa, I haven't heard that before. If you will. But this year, Arthur Motes, if the people want to come say hello to us, they will have their first opportunity a Sunday, mm-hmm. beginning at 8 a.m., uh-huh. Red Lot, uh-huh. on the North Shore of Pittsburgh, Straight Pennsylvania. Like that. Red Lot 5A. You need to know where that's at. You want a landmark? Well, you know where PNC Park is, Everybody don't you? Everybody knows where. Most well, beautiful ballpark in America. So if PNC Park is on your back and you're standing right there on the corner, you look directly across to the right okay. of that corner, okay. you will see a beautiful flag in the air. Says Stilly Gang on it. Hey. You will hear ruckus going on. You'll hear NC. Some foolery. Some but a lot of foolery, But a lot of fun even. going on over there. And <laughs> that is where we will be at. All right? You look for the ruckus, we'll be in the ruckus. You bring the noise, we'll bring the ruckus. Terrible tailgate ain't mm-hmm. nothing to mess Ooh, with. Hey, now. I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm pumped for this, Motsi. I, you know, two years ago, 2019, I was still working Steeler games on Sunday, mm-hmm. so I could never come to your tailgates because I had – as our buddy Tommy Pickles would say, responsibilities. <laughs> Last year, I graduated finally, didn't have to work all the Steelers Sundays. Young Jacob has taken over my role, mm-hmm. and, and he's the one now, uh, you know, earning his wings, earning his stripes. But there were no tailgates last year. This is true. I cannot wait for Sunday, my first terrible tailgate. Cannot wait to see the Stiller gang, to meet all the good people. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, just across across from home plate of PNC Park, right? Yes, correct. Uh, red lot there. Mm-hmm. Look for the Steeler gang flag. Look for Arthur Motes. Look for myself. Look for everybody else. All of Stiller gang. You know, Deke's going to be there as well, absolutely. too. Absolutely. We're going to be vibing out, man. Is just the, the Yinzers are going to be there. And I don't, I mean, I mean like the Yinzers and yeah, the Yinzers. The, the, yes, yes. As well too i've been twitter friends with jordan for like two years excited to finally meet her in person it's gonna be a vibe bro it's all going down on sunday can't wait you guys can come see us there arthur moat speaking of sunday let me ask you something what's the one thing that you're most excited to watch for on sunday as it relates to the steelers right what's the one element of the it can be an individual person it Mm -hmm. can be a position group it can be something with the coaching What's the one thing that you're most excited to see play out, most excited to see how it goes on Sunday? Or maybe even just most looking forward to Uh, from a X's and O's perspective. No, for me, man, it's them executing with the crowd in their favor now. Hmm. In Buffalo, I mean, it was the hostile environment from start to finish. And sometimes it's a lot easier to go into that opportunity like that where you know you're going to be hostile, where you know it's us against the world. But right now, everything has shifted, right? How do we speak of the Steelers going into this matchup compared to them going into the opener? Much more optimistic. Right, right. Everybody is on a high right now, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas going into that first one, because there were legitimate concerns that this team could beat us, just feels a little bit different. So I want to see for the team, are they taking the approach as the fans have? Hmm. Where, you know, it's Super Bowl now. You know, we're planning a parade. Or are they still going to go into this game with the same level of urgency Hmm. that they went into that Bills game with? Because if they go into the game with that urgency, then they should take care of business here. Mm-hmm. But if they come in and they say, well, hey, we did this versus Buffalo. It worked out. We're kind of, you know, we're fine with that. They could easily find themselves in a fight here. So, for me, that's what I want to see, you know, in terms of the crowd being with them. Are it. they going to be up for this game or are they going to kind of come in this thing sleepwalking a little bit? That's not the answer I expected. But I absolutely love You know, I thought you were going to hit me with something to do with the linebackers, something to do with the defense, maybe the secondary but I well, love I feel that like those, We're going to get to those. Those are the easy ones to get to. Because but. you're absolutely right. There is, this is the tone. Fa- fans know this too, but especially someone who, who is the athlete voice on this, this show, you, you certainly just did a great job of laying it out. 
there is a big difference between being the team that's going on the road, the underdog, the one that everyone's kind of writing off, the team that is, if you will, backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's it's week one, all right? So it's very hard to be backed into a corner week one. No, don't say that at the ESPN. I saw them saying the Packers had a must-win game in week two. Must win. Must win in week two. Whoa. That's news to me, Arthur. Must Mo. win in week two? Dang. He's still going to play 15 games after this. <laughs> wow. Still got 16 weeks left of the playoffs. It's a must win already. But that kind of no one believes in us. We're going on the road. Hostile environment. I think especially, too, against Buffalo, a team that had beaten you the last two years. You didn't want to let them complete that three-piece set there, make it three years. And we didn't want this to be a trilogy, all right? Leave that to Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and everything else. You're right. It's easy to have that, that mental sharpness, that laser focus in those type of situations, or at least much easier than it is when all of a sudden you're coming back home, you're a a, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I saw the line opened at yesterday, I believe it was. The Raiders are dealing with some injuries to their offensive line. You could see a scenario, definitely, Motes, where that mentality flips. But you're right. they got to feed off the crowd. They've got to, as one of the hosts on this show likes to say, keep that same energy. Absolutely. You know what I'm most excited to see? And I think this transitions nicely into what we want to talk about next here. I'm most excited to see what the usage of Najee Harris Mm -hmm. looks like on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. Arthur Motes, 100% of the snaps for the rookie in game one up in Buffalo. I wonder from from I want to get your opinion on this. And and obviously the power grid as well, too. You know where to hit us up on the Twitter.com. One, do you expect that to continue? Two, should that continue? Like, part of me thinks he's a young running back. This has always been the plan. Run the wheels off this guy, right? It's it's his backfield until it, it, it physically can't be. Uh, the other part of me looks at it and says, hey, it's a 17-game season now, and we know that this is a guy who carried the load in college, but there's a big difference between doing it for 14 games in the NCAA as opposed to doing it for 17 in the NFL, plus we all hope playoffs as well, too. Motsi, I, I, I kind of want your thoughts on that. Do you expect that to continue? Is it okay if that continues? Were you surprised at all that that was the case in game one? Surprised, Yes. Do I think it can continue? I mean, I think they can do it. I don't think it's the best course of action, but I think they definitely can continue playing Najee every single snap like that. Because when you think about how the flow of the game went, the first half, it wasn't a ton of pounding on him, right? But at the same time, I am concerned that are you putting too much on his plate right now? Hmm. Because we talked about it at times, especially as it pertains to the past game, he never looked comfortable. Him and Ben's timing looked yeah, off, right? Yeah, a little off. Yeah. Obviously, we know we can make a case. Was it accuracy? We can make a case. Was it someone? Najee, I'm sure, pretty sure, sure it's going to lie in between, between for, you know, for the amount of times that he got the ball thrown to him and how it just was out of whack. So part of me thinks of that. But then the other part where I get concerned is I'm like, is this saying that you have a lack of faith in the depth players behind Najee? Hmm. That was my other thought process because I'm just saying to myself, like, what was the purpose for every single snap? Sure. Like, even Not even when, giving him one That's what I'm saying because like, even when L. Bell was here and L. Bell was that guy, he still was coming out. He, he still got spelled occasionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was part of – that was the other part that I was thinking mm-hmm. of. But I do think that for this game, it flowed like that because of how the first half went. 
if his usage would have been in terms of the touches he was getting and how productive the runs were in the second half, it would have been like that in the first half. I think I would have been a little bit more concerned with that sustainability. But to me, it kind of reminded me of a car running, hmm. idly running versus driving somewhere, right? It's more idle. It's still on, but it's not burning the same. Right. It's not going to the right. same extent of if you're actually taking this car and actually like hitting it, hitting it with it. Cooking and I thought to me the second and, yeah. half was more of him playing like that. Hmm using a little bit more fuel, so to speak, versus in this first half, I didn't necessarily feel the same way with it. I thought he was out there, but I don't know necessarily if I thought that that was taking years or plays off of his football life, right? And it's not like, to be fair, it's not like he had 30-some touches. Correct. That was not the scenario. and He was just out there every play. He was just out there every play. Now, in the second half, he was picking up a lot more blitzes as well, too. Correct. Those can be physical car collisions, we all know. Maybe Absolutely. maybe some of that was also kind of intentional from the coaching staff in the sense of we need Najee to be an every down back. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do a little trial by fire here and see if he can stand in the pocket there next to Ben in the second half and pick up Good blitzers. And, and you know what I mean? Maybe there was a little bit of that as well too. And how the game? I, I would have been interested if the you know if the Steelers weren't down ten at halftime, if the Steelers didn't, and this is something else we have to discuss as well too, if they didn't what felt like reverted to some of the script of 2020 and were just very pass-happy in the second half. A, a lot of reason because they had to, again, down Correct. 10 points. I do wonder if Najee, instead of finishing with, what was it? It was 17 total touches, 16 rushing attempts, one reception. If that number would have been closer to 23, 24, 25, if it's a tie game in the second half, or if mm. the Steelers are in the lead for longer, right? right? And they're they not throwing it? the ball as much. Yeah. Maybe Najee gets more touches. Um, but it was 20 to- – so it was 16 uh, carries for Najee, one reception, three targets. So 19, I guess, total targets for Najee, 17 touches if you include um, if you include the, the, the three targets through the air right. and, and the one reception as well too. I, I, that to me is the kicker. How much of it was that's what they wanted versus how much of it was that's just kind of, you know, when the game plays out, like it's the whole best laid plans of mice and men thing, right? Like you can say, all right, we want to spell them in the second half. We only want to do this. But then when the game plays out the way that it does and all of a sudden you're throwing and you're playing catch up, you need Najee out there to block. You need him out there in the pass game because you trust him more in those elements. But now don't we have to be careful of falling into that trap? Because to me that falls into that we're going to do whatever it takes to get out of that stadium. And we saw how we ran into that trap a year ago. You started doing whatever it takes to get out of there, and essentially you start to mask other issues that then become bigger issues once they are no longer able to be covered up or minimized. We talked about that last year as it pertains to just the, the consistency or commitment to the running game, right? Early on in the year, we were getting out of stadiums. We were getting out of stadiums. We were okay. We were able to figure it out. But then it eventually caught up to us. And that's the thing I wonder when we take that approach of, okay, it got us out of this stadium. Do we go with that again? Right. Are we going to keep going back to that? Well, yeah. That 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 to me is 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 when it really gets interesting, and that's one of the things, obviously, that I'll be interested to see uh, as it pertains to Sunday's contest. Let's let's go into that more though. Then what we saw in the second half of the game, right? Um, reverting to what we saw a lot of in twenty twenty. Primarily shotgun, not taking a ton of snaps under center, not running the football a ton. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, quick passing game, letting him run things at the line of scrimmage. Motes, I, like I sit on the fence on this. Okay. Because that's, again, in the in the ebbs and flows of the game and the way that things played out, that is 
what it took to win the game. Right. And you and I have discussed a lot in the past of the 60-minute effort versus the winning effort, right? And how there's something to be said for both of those. There is something to be said for wanting your team to, you know, to perform from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I think there's something also to be said when your team struggles, mm-hmm. they can figure it out and they can still find a way to win. That's the balance that you're trying to strike. Any concern in your mind that we would see what feels like a similar script to last year? Because, again, it worked so long for the Steelers last year. It worked into November, what we saw in the second half against the Bills. 7-0, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0. I just worry, and I know it's only one week, but I think it's it's worth having a conversation. Like You, you cannot become too one-dimensional, too predictable again on offense. But... Again, that's what it took to get the win on Sunday. Oh man, this is a there's a lot, this to, is chew one of those on. ones, there's a lot yeah. to chew on in this, this conversation. One of those ones because we know that we want to do whatever it takes to win. Absolutely, but we also know our we have bigger pitchers. It's not just you know regular season. It's not just week one, right? It's Buffalo. not just week right. So that's always the dilemma. If you spend too much time trying to plan ahead for something, does that cause you to drop some of these games early on? But does that make you a better team down the stretch? Versus do we do whatever it takes to win now, but then when everybody catches up to us, even though we'll have a nice record, our our flaws are going to be too monumental by then. Mm -mm -mm. That's what worries me. Because that's, I mean, Mm -mm -mm. that's exactly what happened last year. Absolutely, man. I it's 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 very weird like it, it really is being <laughs> talking about this on a Wednesday where the Steelers had an encouraging comeback but as Moats and I dissected on Monday a lot of things did have to go in their favor and hey that's okay that's the game of football that yeah. that certainly happens um I, I I it feels like though and and you know what maybe even what we saw from Monday night from the Raiders this has to be the week that you at least start to move that thing in the other direction right. as well, too. If anybody watched that game on Monday night, what did the Raiders do very well in that game? They rushed the quarterback. Absolutely. The, the, the thing that I think Oak, Oakland, a thing that I think Las Vegas did best in that game, other than just the atmosphere and everything that was going on out there in Sin City, I mean, man, that looked like a lot of fun. The best thing that they did in that game was get after Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He was uncomfortable. He was under duress. He looked a lot like Ben Roethlisberger last year. Yes. He had about two seconds to throw the football on every single snap or else someone was in his grill. And and, and, and that's a quarterback that was that is, we know, as athletic as Lamar is, as good in the pocket, moving around and finding space as Lamar is, still with that Raiders pressure breathing down his neck. Motsi. This is a team that can get after the quarterback in in, in Las Vegas, and, and they're going to bring that same energy to Pittsburgh on Sunday. I think it is imperative that you have to be able to run the football, maybe not to the sense of that we look on a stat sheet after the game and Najee went for 110 yards and a touchdown, right? right. But you have to be able to, to, to make the Raiders respect that. You have to be able to back off that pass rush and just not let them pin their ears back that, to me, feels like a very important early storyline on Sunday with how we know that Raiders defense is built. Yes, but I will say this. Well, I, shouldn't even, I don't even want to say this. I'll just present the question. Who do you feel is the better right tackle? Al Villanueva or Chooks Okafor? 
a core of four, excuse me. Hmm. Because to me, I thought that was the biggest difference yeah. <laughs> in terms of the Raiders' pass rush. A lot of that pressure was off the right tackle side. It was. It so absolutely was. If you're the Raiders coming into our game, you're going to be saying the same thing. We hey, got to do, do that. We got to do this again. Yeah. So the question to me boils down to less about can we protect or can we run? Is Chooks going to be a better player versus Vegas than Alice? Because Al's performance was below the varsity line. Real bad. And, man, Steelers Twitter was making sure to let Ravens Twitter know. (laughs) We told you so. Absolutely. But we also know that the difference between Al and Chooks is Al is a left tackle. Correct. They put him at right tackle. Correct. Kind of what we said about Chooks when he was at left tackle. It was like, "Mm, we think he's more of of a right tackle. Obviously, in week one, it wasn't the best performance from him either. And if you ask the nation, plenty of people think that Chooks is the worst offensive lineman. But that, to me, is the one. I, I, he has to play halfway better yeah. than Al. Yeah. Halfway better than Al, Baltimore wins that game. Halfway better than, than Al, we take care of this game. But I think that's what it's going to boil down to. Man. No, that's, that's – man, that is something that, that certainly looms large on Sunday. Um and I, I think you're right. I think Chuke's ability to to limit that pressure off that side with guys like Crosby and, and Nassib who are just living in the Ravens' I backfield. I mean, dude, they had those guys looking like all pros. I they mean, really it's not did. a shot at Max Crosby. No, Yannick, yeah, and they're, they're good players, and, and, but they're not, yeah, they're they're not, not TJ like Watt and Miles Garrett. Right, and that's what it was looking like. I'm like, yeah. bro, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, those, those guys, they played like that every game. They'd be, right. they'd be first team all pros. For e- sure. Exactly. And they all three want to be on the same team because they would cost too much. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, man? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Steeler Rocker wants to know our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Um, Vegas having to play into the fifth quarter late on Monday. Such a big game. Turnaround early game Sunday, short week, traveling into a hostile environment. Arthur Motes, is that a real disadvantage to them? It is. It definitely is. But at the same time, if you're Pittsburgh, you can't allow that to be. Oh, sure. Right. You can take these guys easier. But that is the narrative. That's how it starts, right? We start coming up with all these different reasons of why a team should be at a disadvantage. And then you create this natural, okay, they are just down here now, and you let your guard down. That's the human nature part of it. So when I hear that, I'm like, I I mean, it is legitimate. You do feel fatigue. But we can also point to guys like the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, who historically have done really well in those type of games where everything should be pointing to them getting beat or being fatigued. They still find ways to get it done. So to me, early in the season like this, I don't think it's as pressing because you're still fresh right now. If this was week six, week 12, big, big difference right there. But right now – Everybody's so excited because yeah. you just had one game. And if you won, oh, man, you're on the high of, could this be our year? The hope is really there. So I don't think we'll see it in terms of the impact on Vegas to the extent that we traditionally would see. I don't think we sure. will have that right now. Sure. No, yeah, that 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 I, I'm with you on that. Uh, you want to join in on the conversation, you know where to get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 uh, David tweets us, and says, I think Najee had more successful short yard runs last week than we did all season last year. The arrow is pointing up, if you will. If you have red paint and no eyelids, then you can't blink while painting the barn red. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's true. But the question is, right, listen, we know this Steelers team because they did it last year. We know that they can paint the barn red. They painted that barn red as heck for 11 weeks. The question is, sometimes we the, need barn, a little yellow. the barn needs to be painted yellow. Yeah, we didn't have any but yellow paint But we don't have any year. yellow paint. We didn't that's, have, yeah. the, that's the concern. We, we were very limited with our yellow paint. We had we had little spitter spatters, little Give them a little, little splatter here, a little splatter there. A little but Bob Ross, those yeah. are mistakes. That's all we had, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the concern, is that we know the Steelers can paint the barn red, but can they paint it yellow? Because yeah. that's what you're going to have to do to get to where you're trying to go. Um, and that is the balance that you, that you certainly have to strike. Uh, Steel City Champs tweets, uh, tweets us and says, um, Najee came from a college conference where a lot of the teams in the SEC uh, you know, have that NFL-caliber type players. Najee was wowing everyone in training camp. If Coach thought he could, couldn't handle the situation, uh, he wouldn't let him play. But do I think this will continue? No, I do not. Well, my thing is this. Do we think the coach would do that if he didn't he could play? How many times have we pointed to coaches' decisions and we're asking ourselves, why do you do this? Just because a coach does it doesn't always mean that it's correct. I mean, we talked about fourth and one a year ago, Anthony McFarlane, back shoulder, fade, like certain things were just like, no, no, head, no, no. Head scratching. Right, right. Linebacker on, on Keenan Allen for the whole second half of a game versus the Chargers two years ago or three, three years ago now. So that's the only thing I say. Just because they might do something or might know something doesn't always mean that that's the correct way to do it. Right. <laughs> that's all we say, man. <laughs> Now, Arthur Motes, we've been waiting for this one, all right? I'm hoping that this is a regular thing. Yeah. Our buddy CR Uh-oh. tweets us. Uh-oh. He says, what's up, my brothers? What do I want to see this week, uh, this weekend in game two? The offensive line opening holes for Najee Harris and downfield blocking mm. in the running game. Running game is a necessity, and he puts necessity in all capital letters. It is. The offensive line and Najee need to gel. Ben needs to stay healthy, and the defense needs to stay fresh. What say you? I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this Twitter CR. Wait a minute, Twitter CR. This is kind of dope right there. I like that. I like that. He, 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 you he know raises what? That, some good points, though, man. That downfield blocking – is is something we have not seen a lot of from of Saw the Steelers flashes of it since, but haven't seen a lot of it, man. Since what? Since twenty eighteen, when yeah. James, James made the Conner. Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, we saw. I think we saw some moments of it on Sunday against the Bills. Like I think of Kendrick Green running down the field mm-hmm. with Chase Claypool on that reverse play, right? But that's the type of stuff that we need to see right. more organically, like between the tackles as well. Too. Correct. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, there was one, where is it? There was one more tweet that we got on Najee that I was trying to, uh, oh, well, I can't find it now. My computer's crapping out. We'll get back to the tweets. It happens like that We'll get back to the tweets in a moment. And this is another thing too, Moats, and we could talk about this more in the next segment of the show as well. Like a lot of these things, everybody knows this on an NFL team, they work hand in hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Another area that I think would help the Steelers, that, that w- would behoove them, right, if they could strike that balance, if they could find a a, 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 lo- a run game that they know that they can trust and they can lean on, this is a team, and this is where we'll start in the next segment, because I, I don't want to rush this. We only got about 30 seconds left here before we got to go to break. We're pushing that time, so I don't want to get fined. All right, uh-oh, Marshawn uh-oh, Lynch. Uh-oh. But all this this balance will help them in the red zone as well, too. It definitely will. Which is an area where they have struggled now, if you just want to take the one-game sample size from last week, would be for the third straight season. 2019, they were not good in the red zone. Not good. 
And that was easier to excuse because you could say, all right, they lost Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver in football, and the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, only played six quarters of the season. So it was a little easier to excuse the poor red zone offense in 2019. Last year was still bottom of the barrel, and it was not good on Sunday either. We'll continue that conversation. We'll get to more of your tweets. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. It's also a Ben's Day Wednesday. We will discuss a little bit what the QB had to say this morning as we roll along. It's all on the table. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.